0: playing the female role in mixed with stefano verne in the challenger league sam is he's not even i wouldn't say he's a top 40 player right now on the men's side. maybe
1: oh uh definitely not there are 48 men playing in mlp okay well he's outside of the top 50 for
0: sure wow you think sam's outside of the top 50 in men's players Sam
1: is not good enough to be playing in the challenger league
0: whoa is he better than jeff warnick no oh my god so we have for the second weekend in a row I was unable to find another guest and no one
1: wants to talk to James
0: I know I've been trying I've been trying to get anyone on the pod and unfortunately um we have Anna again (laughs) just because the last podcast was so good the reviews were so amazing we decided to do it one more time so i've got anna bright on the podcast major league pickleball quarterfinalist, and my mixed doubles partner thank you for coming on
1: thank you thank you so much james sorry to everyone else that has to listen to me a second time
0: it's okay i think we will thankfully you're gonna get a lot of james on this one and uh you're gonna get a little bit anna too so we're going to get straight into it. Uh firstly, we're going to talk about Major League Pickleball. This past weekend, my favorite event by far. Way more fun than PPAs. Everybody knows that the atmosphere is amazing. Um the first thing I'm going to ask is how was your experience, Anna? Your team got to the quarterfinals, made it out of group play. Ran into a bit of a bump in the road in your second match in group play against myself. Um, what's I your what was your overall you, but... experience?
1: Um, MLP is always a blast. Uh, I think it's almost everyone's favorite event. There's only a few people who don't like MLP. Um, I think you gotta love MLP. Uh had a great time, you know. We had a kind of a weird first day choked the match to the five so all credit to big h um james was okay uh and then of course tyson being out was a big surprise i woke up to my phone buzzing but not ringing uh and i was like what's going on like my alarm should ring and it's my gm calling me at 6 a.m like tyson's out and then i don't even really get to think about the replacement rafa's like be long be long let's go and uh it was brendan long
0: for those just for context that's brendan long for those who don't know who that is
1: yeah total stud um james actually said that brendan would be the first person to go straight from like not being drafted to premiere you said that like a couple months ago
0: i I did. i did so brendan long is a guy who's gotten really hot recently he got to the semi-finals of the ppa and he wasn't even drafted in challenger league so he was a guy who should have been drafted in Challenger League, and I knew this months ago that he was a great player. A lot of other people didn't know who he was because he's not—he's
1: uh, not popular. Like he should not, have been playing in MLB. No, he's last boring.
0: Year. He's a random guy. He's boring. There's nothing about his game that's that's cool. But he does everything right. He makes all the right decisions. He's got great thirds. He's a great dinker. He's solid. I I was super impressed by him, but no, he's not gonna. You know he's not a guy that's gonna gonna win a lot of a lot of random fans or, or something. Like he's not a he's not he's not sexy. Brandon <laughs> Long is not sexy, but he's that's long. Sure. But he's he's he does everything right and he's super solid. And I I was the one that said, hey, he could be. He's a premier level player. So,
1: are you saying that you are sexy? Yes. Is that part of your branding?
0: No, no, it's <laughs> just. It's you want to show one.
1: everyone? You <laughs> want to show everyone your chest?
0: No, 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 no. That would be bad for the brand. If anybody saw my, che- oh, this isn't even what we shouldn't even talk about. This. I've got a really hairy chest, guys. It's not good. I mean, it is what it is. Anna deals with it. Anna's the one who brought it up, and it's a real thing. And I might have to get, I might have to to shave it off. I might have to pull a Tyson and just shave my whole body. Tyson
1: recommended for you to me to get for you some kind of shaving product.
0: Yeah, he's he's a he's Tyson co-
1: would try to take initiative like to help me out.
0: The listeners don't want to hear that we gotta move on. We I'm sorry. I'm sorry guys that this was even brought up. This is why you know we got her on for a second time <laughs> but this could be it. She's playing for her job right now and uh, she might have just it's on the line anyways. So okay. We got to talk about the results from Major League Pickleball. Oh
1: shoot, that's what I was. We're going to talk about.
0: about the Premier League results also. First, so Ben's team won. Ben Johns, best player in the world, he got drafted second overall, and got drafted first overall. So this brings me to my first topic, which is at the time I had said that Ben was more valuable than Anna Lee. And I think that because Ben can take over a court and pretty much guarantee you a mixed match win with, with most females, and he can guarantee you a men's match win with most men because he's just bigger and he can take more court and he can assert dominance more than Anna Lee. Now, the difference between Anna Lee, number one female, and the number two female, whoever that might be, is larger than the difference between Ben and Riley, who's the number two male. But I don't think that that logic means that Anna Lee should have gone number one overall, including men and women. I think Ben's more valuable. I think that was proven this weekend. Anna Lee is a stud, but Ben is ultimately a cheat code of sorts, and his team won, and they're probably the favorites going into the next one, also. So with their what women so well. Oh, yeah, what are say, your thoughts on if, that dynamic?
1: If to beat the Seattle Pioneers, I think you have to do what the New York Hustlers, my team did in the semifinals. You have to, it's against Ben's team, you have to win the toss. If you don't win the toss, I think you have a very small chance of winning. Uh otherwise, the formula to beat them is to win the toss, respond to mixed doubles, and you have to win women's doubles because you're going to plan on losing both matches, Ben plays. And when you respond to mixed doubles, you put your second best team against Ben and Edda, say I'm definitely losing and you need to put your best team against Tyler and Megan and you need to win that one and you need to go two two and you need to roll the dice with the dream breaker and uh with with Megan and Edda playing so well and Tyler and Megan playing very well too uh it's super tough and they only had to play one dream breaker this weekend which they managed to do after losing men's which is a complete shock and uh, Ben's first loss of MLP. Um, I think BLQK kind of choked the mixed. Uh Dylan and Maggie have to beat Tyler and Megan and they didn't, but they they won the Dream Breaker because B or Seattle is not one of the top Dream Breaker teams.
0: Yeah, no, they're not. They're definitely not. And um I think a big part of MLP is the Dream Breaker obviously because you want to have a strong team in dream breakers you don't want to go into dream breakers and think well i'm i'm not going to be the favorite here because if you look at the uh the percentages almost half of the dream break or half of the matches go to dream breakers
1: i think but, it was more than half in group play across challenger and premiere
0: yeah so 20 the dream 20 out of
1: 36 was.
0: but if you're ben and you're a guy who says okay i can win men's with tyler every time and i think i can win mixed with Edda every single time I think his position is a little different. I don't think he has to prioritize the dream breaker because if everything goes to Ben's plan, they're not going to go to a dream breaker, hopefully, or they've got two chances. Yeah.
1: They don't, they don't only have two chances. If they win the, if Ben's team wins the toss, it's like a 66% chance Mm -hmm. because then Ben can set up the mixed how he wants. Tyler and Megan are still a really good team, but the only team, teams who i thought were threats to ben and edo or viv and deckel and riley and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. otherwise it's like a it's a lock mm-hmm. so i would say if ben wins the toss they have like a 66 chance of winning
0: so now we're going to talk about the challenger league and some say including me i'm going to say it i think that the challenger league this past tournament not in mesa but this past one in daytona was more entertaining in terms of the final than the Premier League final. So, the Premier League final, it was too boring. I mean, not boring, but they weren't high energy teams. It was just Ben's team and BLQK, two amazing teams, but not known for their energy or any sort of, you know, controversy, fun stuff. On the other hand, you've got Brendan French. And Jill Braverman. Your face. On the same team in the Challenger League finals against a team headlined by Pablo Tellez and Eva, Eva and Rachel Summers. And it was a very, let's just say, I would encourage the viewers to go back and watch the Challenger finals,
1: especially the men's match,
0: over the Premier League finals, because it was crazy. There was a mixed match. Let's focus on this one, the mixed match of Brandon French and Jill Bra- Jill Braverman versus Pablo Tellez, and I think it was Rachel Summers. No, it
1: sing- was Oh,
0: it was? Okay. Every single point that Jill and Brandon won, they were screaming. Jill was falling every point that she lost, by the way. Every sing- a single time a ball would go to her and she was in the transition zone. For the viewers out there, don't copy that. Because when you're in transition, you want to stay solid with your legs, you want to push the ball in play, you want to get it into the kitchen. Jill would just fall and she would scream for whatever reason. She was making a complete fool out of herself. I'm sorry, Jill. it was it was just like, what is she on is something going on here? like what is the the deal? Um there's a lot of people commenting on it like Jill is she's out of her mind. I mean. <laughs> She's got to be. I don't know. I mean, it was absolutely comical to me. And then Brandon is Brandon over there on her team is also just, you know, making a scene after every single point, screaming, saying something, talking trash. It was. I'm a guy who loves trash talk and thinks that entertainment is a big part of the future of pickleball. I think even that that Challenger League final was too much. So for me to say that it was too much. Just go check it out and tell me what you think guys. Leave a comment after you watch. Let me know because in my opinion that was just it was I didn't even know what to say. I was confused. And who
1: got carded? Someone got carded in this final too.
0: Let me tell you guys this. On the other side of the net there was Pablo Teles, the nicest guy ever. He's the most calm, collected, nice guy. Barely even speaks English, right? And he's so nice, and they were talking so much trash to the nicest guy ever that Pablo eventually lost his cool. And in the second half of that game, he got a blue card. So for those who don't know, the MLP instituted this policy of orange cards for egregious offenses and blue cards for those who make minor offenses. And then below that is verbal warnings. So a blue card is something where if you do, you know, if it's a profanity or if you say something that's mildly out of line, an orange card is something that nobody got. So we don't know what it takes, but it's probably something pretty egregious. Anyways, Pablo got a blue card. He was the only player to get, he was the only player, the first player ever to get a blue card. And Jill and Brandon received no penalty. So... I really want you guys to watch this and let me know what you think, because this was, in my opinion, the most entertaining, controversial, and frankly, confusing moment of the entire weekend. And Pablo came away with a blue card, but he also came away with a, actually, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you who won, but let's just go back and watch it. And uh... <clears throat> Anna, I've been talking for way too much. What are your thoughts on that match?
1: what do you mean what are my thoughts you've already said everything that there is to be said
0: well I mean you okay so you agree I mean what do you think
1: it was definitely an entertaining match I personally find the Challenger League extremely fun to watch and very entertaining and would would prefer to watch a lot of those matches than watch other premier level matches the comedy is just unreal like Lee well Choking the Dream Breaker against seven month pregnant, Corinne Carr, and Genie Arakina getting called on a foot fault, on like, t- like match point in the Dream Breaker against Tyra and tyrus dug like four or five balls or like Lee taking a lot of points off of Hunter and even more off of Yates in the same event after losing to Corinne, uh, and then just just other stuff. I just find it so funny. So you gotta you y'all gotta keep up on the Challenger League.
0: Yeah, one of the best parts of Major League Pickleball is that women can play against men in Dream Breakers. Thankfully, I have never played a female in a Dream Breaker. I don't think I would want to, although I know I would do well. I don't want to because it's a no-win situation. Funny, Funnily enough, Riley Newman, uh, he played against Anna Lee in a Dream Breaker, our first match. And he did really well. He beat her in almost all the points. And he's not even a dream a he beat her.
1: He, he beat her 3-1, 3-1, or maybe 3-1, 2-2, 3-0. It was something like that.
0: Okay. And he posted on his Instagram, I think, like, three different times. Like, one story, <laughs> then a post, and then another story. Like, I beat Anna Lee. I did it. Um. It's just funny to see a guy like getting that excited and that hyped about beating a 16-year-old girl. These are the dynamics that make MLP so fun to watch. And I think you should check it out, everybody. Um, Next topic, I tweeted. I got a lot of flack, not a lot, but a little bit of flack this weekend for tweeting that Jack Sock, who... Viewers, I would assume you know him. He was number two in the world in doubles tennis and number eight in the world in singles in tennis. Freakishly good tennis player, better than Sam Query. And he came in and he played pickleball at the PPA Bubbly event. Him and John Isner beat Jesse Irvin and Annalie Waters. And these guys are just recreational pickleball players. They're, they're professional tennis players. So I watched Jack and he is absolutely amazing. I mean, you've you've seen, seen Jack. What do you think about his game?
1: Total stud. You've watched more than me, but uh, more impressive than that is how well he, despite Sam, played uh, against Ben and Matt. Was uh, more telling, just a, a super elite hand speed and power with a very good but very soft paddle. Uh, and with Matt Wright and Ben in front of him, very impressive and sam did sam, sam played you know he made balls sam <laughs> sam is good but <laughs> jack is the the one there it's like wow
0: yeah jack is shockingly good and i tweeted i said watching jack sock play is like watching a young lebron at st vincent st mary st vincent st mary is the high school that lebron went to he was built for pickle he is the anti sam query and some people took it as a joke, which it was. I was just joking. But a lot he of told
1: people me didn't... about the tweet right after he wrote it, he was laughing in the car and I was like, what? And he read to me the tweet and I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then I think we proceeded to talk about Tropical collaborating with Sam Query's wife in a post of just memeing Sam Query and the wife except the clap. Like, it's just, it just a funny thing.
0: It was. And not everybody thought it was funny. There were some people that were like, oh, it's it's mean to Sam. Um, it's not right. What's with the anger? And uh, that was a little weird. I, I thought it was definitely an opportunity to make fun of a guy who said that he would be top 10 in three months. And now he's still playing the female role in Mixed with Stefano Verne in the Challenger League. Sam is. He's not even, I wouldn't say he's a top 40 player right now on the men's side maybe
1: oh uh definitely not there are 48 men playing in mlp okay thank you Oh, so he's outside of the top 50 for sure
0: wow you think sam's outside of the top 50 in men's players Sam
1: is not good enough to be playing in the challenger league
0: whoa is he better than jeff warnick no oh my oh wow okay thank you thank you for the uh for the instagram story clip that i'm going to be rolling with
1: i don't think so no
0: <laughs>
1: he doesn't want it half as bad as Warnock wants it i don't think i don't that. think Warnock wants it that bad
0: i don't think so do you think sam query do you think sam query right now is better than you at doubles no no
1: i played with him like a month ago remember and uh, I came back, and I told you, like, me and Georgia were best players on the court. And I don't think he would have improved in the last month.
0: I think so, too. I, uh... I
1: Georgia and I honestly bagged him a few times.
0: Wow. So he doesn't have hand speed, really?
1: I think he just doesn't know what to cover, and his like he's just a little slow to get out of the way, I think, sometimes, with things that are going out. And he, uh, as of then, he wasn't really using his uh, reach very well.
0: Got it. So let's have another quick discussion on a Challenger League player, former pro tennis player, who's actually good. Hurricane Tyra Black. I was somebody that, you know, I was a big proponent of her getting drafted. I was a part of that process. And... I was very impressed by her. She was, for those who don't know, she was 300 in the world in tennis, top 10 ITF as a junior. Um, she just picked up pickleball two months ago. She entered the Challenger League, and she went undefeated in women's doubles. And she went one and two and mixed with Greg Dow, which is a win, honestly. Um, <laughs> and uh, she played great, and you've been practicing with her. What are your thoughts on hurricane tyra black
1: oh i think tyra's a stud i think it's a little disingenuous to just say she's been playing two months because she's been playing for longer but she's been like serious for a couple or fully addicted for a couple months um but yeah she's a total stud super i was super impressed with her in women's and she's getting better really quickly um a lot to figure out in mixed still like a ton but mixed is the toughest game and uh she's gotta she's gotta find a guy to to play the right with because I don't think Greg's going to take her to the top, um, but no, she played great, and uh, the the Brooklyn Aces. I can't imagine that they uh, they could be much happier with anyone else.
0: Got it. Well, I thought she was amazing. I mean, hand speed is very good. Foot speed is even better. She's very very fast, and she's got a good amount of power. And she can she can make dinks at this stage. She's not doing anything crazy, but she can make them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Her dinks are horrible, uh, but they usually bounce. They're horrible, but they're short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, if she has a partner with hands, it's very tough. If she had a partner with no hands, uh, that's a horrible combination. But she doesn't miss them. And she doesn't leave them high too often. They're just, they're attackable off the bounce. But yeah.
0: She needs you as a partner. Maybe you guys are the future. maybe
1: i'll have to see how i'll have to keep keep track of the improvement curve do you think tyra black
0: will be top top 10 women's player this year i think so
1: we're in we're in march yes
0: okay you think she'll be top 10
1: in women's not in mixed
0: mixed yeah mixed takes a little more time it's a little more cerebral not sure how much of a thinker tyra is um it takes time it takes time i know tyra pretty well she's uh She's a great athlete, but uh, top ten. Uh, uh, you don't think she'll be top ten in women's? I think at her current trajectory, she will be.
1: You think? Yeah. There's still a lot for her to figure out, but the yeah, the scrap defense and the the ability to hang in hands is uh, really good. I think her. I think she's got to change her technique, but it'll. She'll figure it out.
0: So. We're going to fast forward preview to Red Rock, Utah. It's our next tournament. There are a lot of pros who are not playing. And if there's one thing about me, I love going to the tournaments that the top pros are not all playing because it gives me a chance to do better. Ben Johns is not going to be there, which is tough for me because I, you know, I mean, I love the guy, you know, love, love hanging out with him, but he's not going to be there unfortunately. Colin isn't going to be there either. The best player in the game, number one player, Colin, not going to be there. Dylan's not going to be there. JW's not going to be there. But guess who is? Me and Anna and Riley Newman. So I am going to play men's doubles with Riley Newman. And we're going to go in as the favorites. So a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on me, because if you lose with Riley in that field, you know whose fault it is. It's my fault. It's not Riley's fault. So I'm going in with that mentality, right? That's the best mentality to go in with. No, no, it's not. So I'm playing men's with Riley and I'm playing mixed with none other than my current podcast guest. How excited are you to play mixed with me? I'm sure you're just elated.
1: I'm so excited. I, uh, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> I can wait. What are your thoughts going in? We're gonna be, we're gonna be at one of the favorites. Maybe not the favorite, but
1: uh thoughts going in. Uh, Riley's playing with Andrea, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't honestly checked uh, all the teams, but yeah, we're heavy favorites. No J Dub Georgia. Uh, you know, don't know Thomas Wilson's status, so I don't know if Vivian. You know what Vivian's gonna do um Riley and Andrea as a team I don't feel too threatened by just because I feel like I am more solid in in the dinks and and mixed But you all these matches are crapshoot so no Matt right so then maybe no Lucy mm-hmm. so
0: mm, yeah I'm not sure about if Lucy's playing I know Matt's not
1: yeah so it'll be interesting So yeah we're one of the favorites and uh no bin no Anna Lee, obviously so hopefully we can chase that gold
0: yeah, it should be fun. Um I'm looking forward to it and that tournament actually starts on Wednesday singles does. Thursday's on Thursday's mixed. Friday is gender doubles and Saturday is the championship day because in Utah um I don't know for some reason it's it's Utah related. Somebody can educate me on that in the comments. So let's move forward next topic the most important topic uh for me only. I don't know about if this is for anybody else, but this is an important one. Virtual coaching sessions with James Ignatowich. This is the thing that everybody needs. Um, I would have needed it a year ago. I've decided to dip my toes in the water of the virtual coaching game started by Dane Gingrich. I, I'm i known as a great coach. I coached Tyra Black throughout her entire illustrious two-month career now she's already closing in on the top of the game I'm a guy who I love to coach I love to watch I just love pickleball in general and I thought to myself well what could I do in my free time outside of
1: actually (laughs) this was my idea everybody
0: it was Anna's idea and I said wow that's a great idea I'm gonna pretend like it was my own (laughs) and um so I've been thinking about this and I love to watch
1: oh I'm such a good mixed doubles partner
0: yeah, exactly. I love to watch all levels. And I just wanted to announce it on here on my podcast that I am starting James Ignatowicz Virtual Coaching. You can send me your footage of your games, your practices, any particular shot that you're looking to improve, and I'll send you my feedback. We can do an hour-long Zoom session. I can just email you and text you my feedback. So for anybody who's interested, reach out to me either at my Instagram or my email, jignatowich at gmail.com. If you can't pronounce or spell my last name correctly, that's not a problem. Just DM me on Instagram and maybe Anna will give you some coaching too. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's in her future. She's a She's a great, bright mind as well.
1: Thanks, Jimmy
0: okay all right well
1: you need a business email that's like big jimmy at gmail.com
0: you do we do by the way last thing guys at this tournament major league pickleball there were several people that came up to me wearing a james ignatowich hat or some sort of you know pickle peacock merchandise that's that's anna's mom she's got a merchant merchandise website you can get james ignatowich hats and Anna Bright shirts, Anna Bright hats, all that stuff. It's it's hilarious. And if you want to check that out, also go to picklepeacock.com. Thanks, guys. This has been the James Ignatowich Podcast. Thank you for coming on, Anna. You've been animated as ever. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in about 30 seconds when I enter the other room.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you.